Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Looking to help your favorite Chiefs podcast? Well, we're trying to raise money to create merchandise for our online store, as well as be able to have more merch to do giveaways to all of our fans. To any of our YouTubers, if you see down below, you can show your support with the new Super Thanks option. Any amount will go a long way towards helping us launch our online store. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to all of our followers for your continued support. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, host, former tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? You've been in Kansas City since the game last week. How, how are things? Good, man. Good. You know, the thing is, uh, came out here, got some business done, uh, but it was it was a great trip. You know, some things I wanted to do, and I had a little time to kind of do it, but I still didn't get to get everywhere I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, man, just, you know, being over here, being over there, whatnot. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of get the barbecue segment out in, in Kansas City. And so when I had gotten there and, and, you know, set up, just didn't really have enough time to, to get everything rolling. Man, it was brutal getting into the stadium. And so we we put a little thing, you know, like a little bit put together. And I, we'll probably put this out and share it maybe a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, I, when I'm telling you that my guy, uh, came through with uh, with all the, the information as far as like doing things with uh, uh, the barbecue and the tailgating. Uh, had a guy that that was riding around in the car named Dan. Uh, Dan was he he did some some really good stuff and did an interview with Dan as well. So put he put him out there on on, on front street a little bit. Uh, and while I kind of set up, uh, Willie Lanier, the the great. Chief Willie Veneer was walking up, walking by. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. And so, of course, we, you know, greet each other, gave hugs and stuff. I said, Willie, I said, I'm doing this thing, this segment for uh, barbecuing, you know, with the Chiefs tailgating. 
and he was gracious enough to sit there and do a quick little interview. He was my first guy to interview. So, you know, <laughs> yes. And, and then, of course, people was moving in and time for the game to start. Uh, but, man, what I'm telling you, uh, man, the amount of people out there that was out there for that, that game, it was crazy, mm-hmm. crazy Thursday night. So, of course, they had the whole prime time, uh, the Amazon Prime doing it. So my boy Gonzalez is out there doing his thing with uh, Richard Sherman and uh, uh, Fitzpatrick. And I can't think what's the, 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 the lady's name. What's her name? Marissa Thompson. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they did a good job. I, I, I thought they did a wonderful job uh, from what uh, I've seen. And I was up there kind of watching them. And I knew they was nervous to do it, man. But they, they did a really good job for the game. So I think it's going to go well as far as Thursday night with them. But going back to the game, the game in itself, man, like I said, man, was incredible. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, just seeing it, you knew it was going to be a dogfight. Anytime you have a, 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 a team like the Chargers that you know real well, you know they're going to come in and arrowheads and start swinging. They're going to give you their, their best. That's what it's going to be. And so we seen that on Thursday night. We seen that the Chargers came in and – Obviously, they came in because they wanted to stop Patrick Mahomes because of all the weapons they got on on defense. That's what they wanted to do. And so uh, it was a hard-fought game. Uh, but the New Chiefs came out with that victory, and that's what it. That's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the Chiefs' victory, uh, and they got that. They got that They got that dub, man. That's all that matters. Yep. All that matters. Wasn't necessarily pretty, mm-hmm. but they got that dub. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into the uh, the Chiefs and Chargers game. Uh, before that, just a quick update. Um, so starting uh, Sunday after the Chiefs game, uh, the Chief Concerns will be doing a, a new a new show. Uh, essentially, it's going to be a show on the YouTube channel, and all it'll also be posted on all of our platforms: Apple, Spotify, everywhere else we have podcasts. Uh, but directly after the game, uh, we'll have a reaction show, a short little reaction show to see talk about what just happened in the game, and hopefully this weekend, hopefully it's a win over the Colts. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing a reaction show and then everything will stay the same on Thursdays. We'll still have our normal, uh, preview for the upcoming game. So just adding another little nugget for you guys. I know everyone's been chiming. Everyone always asks us after games are over, you guys DM us in our, our, uh, Twitter box and ask us about, um, things we saw in the game. And it's like, now we're going to give it to you right after the game. So, um, yeah. So we're looking forward to doing that and uh, interacting with you guys and it'll be live too. So you guys can chat away at us as we, uh, uh, do the show and our guy, Lance from the Spoken Podcast will be on to uh, help us uh, help us react to the game. So it'll be interesting to uh, to talk to Lance and uh, and do that for you guys. Um, That'd be good, man. Lance, you know, coming out, you know, that's, that's our brother, man. And, yep. and Lance was a guy, man. I wanted to catch up in Kansas City. Uh, I'm had to catch up with Lance next time I come out there. You know, kind of give him a heads up so we can kind of plan like our our, our time together so we can get together. You know, because I still wanted to do the whole mac and cheese deal. Show me like the you know the whole food with the mac and cheese. So Lance, he sees this man. Hey, look, brother, I'm telling you, next time I had a whole lot of business. Next time, Kansas City, we getting together. But I'm gonna love seeing you uh, for uh, the the, the post game uh, talks uh, uh, on the show, man. I couldn't think of anybody better to come out there and, and help us out uh, other than uh, Lance. So that's good. Yeah, can't wait for that. And yeah, you guys can you guys can talk mac and cheese on the post game show this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But um, but yeah, so that leads us in. JD had talked a little bit about the game on Thursday. So if you didn't, if you missed it, Chiefs beat the Chargers 27 to 24 and a comeback win on the first ever Thursday night football broadcast exclusively on Amazon Prime, as uh, JD said with our guy TG. Um, second half efforts by our defense led us to a, a win, highlighted by rookie Mr. Jalen Watson, a 99 yard interception return for a touchdown. JD, you were there for this game and you got to, you got to, you, I'm sure you heard the roars of that, but. What were your thoughts on the entire game offensively and defensively of a a game of two halves, really? Yeah. First off, first off, shout out to my man, Big Chief Sean, okay, for the tailgating thing. You know, I didn't mention his name, but Big Chief Sean, I sent him some of the stuff on Twitter, man, and and Big Chief Sean, man, was was awesome on some of the things he was doing. I was sitting over here trying to uh, put all this stuff together. But, uh, but yeah, so what did did I think you're saying to just on the – Give me the question again. I'm sorry. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts on the game of being a game of two halves, really? You know, yeah, yeah. Defense, and then uh, the second half, kind of defense taking over in the second half. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, kind of what I saw was, uh, you know, we knew, like I said before, it was going to be a hard fall game. And so you, we, you, you weren't going to be able to just shut down uh, Justin Herbert and, and Mike Williams for what they do. Uh, Eckley did a pretty good job against him. Uh, but, you know, the thing was, uh, I knew at a certain point, man, the Chiefs offense was going to start cooking. I knew they, that after a while they'll start stalling. And then you start seeing guys, you know, moving the ball, moving the chains down the field. And so that's what ended up happening. And so it was kind of frustrating. Obviously, you know, we wanted to see a little bit more of that high powered offense, you know, kind of take over uh, like we seen them in the first game against Arizona. But you know, when you have, like I said, a division opponent, you know, these guys know you really well. So they're going to run, you know, certain defensive schemes against, you know, what you do. Uh, and they wanted to try to stop that. But I think, you know, it was times like it, the offense looked really good, just kind of moving the ball. And then it was like the stall out, right? It was like, oh, man, like, okay, didn't quite work with what we were thinking. Uh, and so that's the difficult part. But second half, hey, guess what? And, and I think I put this posted on Twitter. Watch what they do. They're going to start cooking the second half. And that's exactly what Pat them did. They came back out there, put it all together. You know, CEH started looking really good, man, running the football. Uh, Patrick started getting the ball out of his hands a little bit earlier. You know, just – and so that was what I seen. The defense did a really good job, too, just kind of coming after Herbert, man, putting some pressure on him and putting some hits on him. So that was very significant as far as, like, what they wanted to, to try to do it as far as it disrupting his timing. Uh, but man, like putting those those big hits, that slowed him down a ton. Slowed him down a ton. And so you've seen it. I mean, we we're talking about just the ambiance of Arrowhead in itself and what it gives, uh, and and all the the fans just shouting at him. That was, I think, the the, the determining factor in the game, especially when you when you go into like an environment like that with the Chiefs. Man, it's tough. It's a tough place to, to 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 come and play, you know, for their opponent. But that was pretty much kind of like just what I seen the tail of two halves was, you know, what did the offense do the first half against the second half? And what did the defense do the first half against on the second half as well? Mm-hmm. And so we've seen some of the big plays on defense on the second half. So that was it. That was key. Yeah, the, the young guys really stepped up in, in that game. Um, Watson, you know, coming in for McDuffie, um, you know, and, and, and doing that, I mean, that's – 
I mean, what, what, what better way to kind of break yourself into the into the NFL by, you know, having a pick six in your first start? <laughs> oh, man, come on, pick six, not just pick six, 99 yards for that too, baby. Come on. That was <laughs> incredible. Like, you know, like when you're taking off, you see the statement, everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, like he's gone. And, we, and you, when you see he was in the wind, done. It was over. So, yeah, man, it, that was a glorious play, a mm. big-time play, big-time play. When you needed it from the defense – they made the plays to get them off the field. Yeah. And his story, um, I'm sure you heard, you know, he worked at Wendy's, you know, was going to go to USC, USC. He didn't have the grace to get in from JUCO to get into USC. Um, and then, you know, he was kind of, he didn't, he didn't know what he was going to do. He started working at Wendy's and then, you know, uh, coach of Washington state really got on him and talked to him about, you know, getting his grades back in JUCO. And then, you know, he ended up going to Washington state and, and look at us, game changing play in, uh, on, on his birthday weekend, nonetheless, in the, and this past weekend. Um, so it was great, great game. Um, but you mentioned CEH, so that leads us to our next topic. So CEH, you know, he's gotten so much slander from Chief fans, not say, saying he was a bust. And we we said all offseason, give him time. Let him get touches. Let him get acclimated to the system. You know, he had the whole offseason where he went to te- Texas with Pat. And he's looked amazing so far. He's really looked like the running back that we drafted him out of LSU, the guy who could catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, make moves, make people miss. You know, blocking. Um, and he's his. I think his pass blocking grade from the running backs is. I think leads the team. Um, his pass blocking grade. I forgot what the the, the percentage was on it. But I have to ask you. So so far, he's averaged uh, seven and a half uh, yards a carry, and I think he's mm-hmm. only had like a certain only had like fourteen carries so far in the season by averaging seven and a half yards in those carries. Um, and then two games, he has seven catches for seventy six yards, and then the two touchdowns in the first game. What do you make of CEH's season so far? Do you, do you feel there's a kind of a, a renewed confidence in him this year? Uh, I do. I do. I, I think, you know, he's running with a little bit of reckless abandonment. I think he's he has a little bit more balance than what he has uh, had, we've seen in the past. Uh, some of the uh, off-season workouts that he's been doing, you could tell it's paying off, especially mm-hmm. with him, guys bouncing off of him and also, too, him just hitting the hole and just, you know, being able to start out. And so that's a joy to see. That's an absolute joy to see. And so, like, yeah, some of the slander, of course, like, oh, well, he's a small guy. And, you know, he's, he ended up getting hurt. Well, to be honest with you, I, I like to see him get the ball a little bit more than what he's he's done. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you. So I think, you know, he he's – I've said he was one of those players that, without a doubt, wanted to come in and prove himself. And I think he's done it thus far. Now, at this moment, uh, my question is, when he's going to get more opportunities to run the football, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's he he has wanted it at least to get some more touches, yeah. you know. And I think, man, the, look, you know, like I said before, I'll say this all all the time, but the run opens up the pass, and uh, he's been running effectively. I think we should give him the ball a little bit more than what we've been doing. The old line's been doing a pretty decent job of blocking up front for him. The uh, CEH man, he, he, he's played you know spectacularly the last two games. He has. Yeah, I mean, you got everyone's making a big deal about the Derwin James uh, tackle on uh, on Travis Kelsey, but CEH struck the heck out of uh, Derwin James during that game. That, that was nice. So, what, what you think about that? <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, they want to talk about that one. They want to talk about that one. Mm-mm. And so, hey. Look, anytime a guy like that is going against one of your top guys and runs him over, that's it. Shoot, you got to give him an boy. You got to give him an boy. Mm-hmm. So it looked good. It looked good, man. I'll tell you what, man. He, 
it, it's impressive because I can tell he's just running with power. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, the, the offseason workout, what he's been doing, seeing a little bit of glimpse of it, is working. Yeah. It's working. So I think, man, he just continued to keep it up. I think with a guy like that, uh, you know, you try to give him at least two, 15 touches a game. I would. So I think the, the Chiefs need to kind of, you know, at least lean on him a little bit more uh, because I think he just gets better with more, ca- you know, touches that, that he's going to be able to get. Yeah, and so uh, he he's basically stapled himself as, without a doubt, the number one runner here. I know, you know, people was doubting because, you know, we had the, the young whippersnapper coming up in Pacheco, right? Rojo gets here. And so everybody's challenged to get their first spot. But CEH is like, look, I am not going to link it to spot for anybody. Yeah. And he's shown that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jared, yeah, but he's taking pretty much all the red zone reps. Uh, last thing on CEH, um, you got some people who don't really understand football were making fun of CEH online. That last run he had at the end of the game, they said, why is he holding the ball like this when he's already passed the line? I mean, you know, like – He's securing the victory. He isn't he a score? We we saw Nick Chubb score fast in the Jets Browns game on Sunday, and uh, what happened? They ended up losing that game. So I mean, you still want to fumble yeah. the ball? Yeah, I, it, that it, look, <laughs> that's that's intelligent football. That's a smart player. He understands like these guys are coming to rip the ball out of your hands, mm-hmm. and so he's just doing what a smart player is going to do: protect the football at all costs. Right? You protect the victory. Yeah. Uh, now. I might have said get a little bit a few more yards before you go down like you did. Yeah. But you know, hey, that's me. But mm-hmm. him coming in running with the ball with two hands, high and tight, baby. That's how you do it. High and tight. And when I see him running like that, I'm like, oh yeah, he he knows exactly uh, you know, the awareness, mm-hmm. you know, exactly where he is. So yeah, man, no, hats off to him, man. Like things like that. You can see that's growth. Yeah. With a runner, you're seeing a guy who's thinking about and the awareness about what it is. That's being in that position during that time, how do you play football? And that was a, it was a, it was a glorious play. And I'll tell you what, tell the viewers and the listeners, if CEH has a touchdown on uh, Sunday, I will wear a CEH jersey in the postgame show. I will, I will do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll pull it out of the bag. <laughs> Good. Well, have it, have it on the ready. Have it on the ready. I think he's going to get one. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, yeah. My fantasy teams need it. Um, so going into this week, uh, so the – Big news of the week, um, obviously, you know, coming off a win. Um, and, you know, a lot of people still are giving Chargers the credit for having the better game, even though they said the Chiefs can't win dirty. We did. We, 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 it was slugfest. We won that game. But forget about that. Big big story of the week, though, was Willie Gay Jr. Uh, so Willie Gay Jr. Um, suspended for four games for violating the NFL conduct policy from a January arrest for misdemeanor uh, property damage. Um, which a lot of people didn't think it was a big deal. I think he was he like damaged the vacuum cleaner, but maybe it's more than that. But four games, he's not appealing it. Um, so the four games he's going to miss is the Colts, Buccaneers, the Raiders, and the Bills. So those are the four games he's going to miss. Pretty, I mean, those are those are some tough games there. Um, so what do you have to say about as far as the impact uh, with the loss of Willie Gay? How how big of a loss is that not having Willie Gay for the next four games? And, uh, I mean, that's huge. You know, you're, you're talking about your one of your emotional leaders that everybody, you know, uh, you know, they get a lot of energy from him. You know, they thrive off of, of what he brings to the table defensively. And then you're talking about just the athlete and the player that he is. I mean, he makes plays out there. I mean, he's all over the field. I mean, he's one of the elite linebackers, I, I would say, in the league, to be honest with you, just with his athletic ability and what he gives to a team. And so that's that's a significant blow for the Chiefs. 
we got some some guys, Leon Chanel, some guys in here who, who can come in and play. I mean, but it's not going to be Willie Gay. We understand that. I mean, it, you know, he's got experience, and there's some things that he does well. He does some things really well mm. uh, at that position. Uh, but I know, you know, uh, Bolton and those guys going to get him. The young guys who's going to come in and take his spot, they're going to get him prepared for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, and I want to talk about, man, I just think right now uh, the, the suspension, I think it's silly. I do. I, did, I just think, you know, how they went about it and giving him the four games. Uh, I don't know. Seemed a little harsh, especially if it wasn't, you know, I, I, and I get I get the whole look. I'm, I'm not excusing or validating or justifying anything that he did wrong as far as, you know, the whole sit scenario on the scene, how it went down. I, not at all. I don't condone that whatsoever. Right. And he doesn't condone it. He'll tell you. I mean, he said it himself. Like, you know, he made a mistake and it was a, a wrong thing to do and how to go about it. Um, but I think that, you know, the four games in itself, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to quite feel about that. I I, I think uh, he showed some uh, some remorseful feelings. I think he was very remorseful. I think so. Some contrition uh, about the whole situation. Uh, so I think a guy that that comes in immediately was uh, uh, apologetic was something that they could have looked at him and said, you know what, this this guy right here gets it. He understood. Uh, what he did was wrong, even though when he didn't put his hands on someone and put, put in the situation, it was a little bit, um, you know, volatile. Four games, I don't know. It's the NFL, though, man. You know, you can you can go back and forth with this argument on saying, you know, was it uh, warranted to give him the four games or not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I just I just think I, I felt like bringing it up because I think it needed to at least be said, saying, you know, there's things that that has been done in the league you guys have done that might have gotten less time or you know it's not equivalent to the punishment yeah so. yeah i mean you also look at like you know as an example i, I wish i've seen people bring up in regards to really gay situations you know mike evans this is not his first time getting into a fight on the field and he's only getting one game for that whereas you know misdemeanor property damage happened uh, almost a year ago four games for that i mean i don't know it's not right yeah oh look and there's guys like, look, I was talking to guys this weekend talking about Mike Evans. Why should he be suspended? They thought it was silly him getting suspended for one game. I'm thinking, like, that's part of the integrity of the game, too, right? Sure. It might have it warranted having a, more than just one suspension. I mean, because you disrupting the entire thing and it's happened more than once. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't, how do you justify these things and, you know, who's, who's the making the decision fully at the end? I know it's Goodell for doing it, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, the big thing is uh, so far with this, Andy Reid said that the the guy who's going to get the first dibs at this job is going to be Darius Harris, uh, uh, third year linebacker out out of uh, Middle Tennessee. So yeah. um, he's yeah, he's been he's been around the block a little bit for three years now. Um, he's been mm-hmm. with us uh, for pretty much all the entire time. Um, so he's going to get his chance to uh to be in to be in the spotlight. You know, no more Ben Neiman. It's uh, Darius Harris time. Yeah, look, and, and he's an athletic guy. Uh, you know, I like a lot what he does too. So he, he's he's definitely capable of coming in and, and and being in that position. And I think you do a really good job. Like you said, he's he's got some experience on him, and so it wouldn't necessarily have to be necessarily all young uh, with Chanel. But hey, 
Harris is going to come in. I think he's going to play really well. Um, and so, especially, I mean, this week, man, you got, you know, shoot, that, that and Monster in the backfield who really hadn't really, you know, hadn't really shown too much this past year. But, you know, he's waiting for a breakout game. And so this game right here, we should try to get back on to doing, get back on track. What better way to do it than with the Chiefs, right? This 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 will get them like right where they need to be, get people off their back with all the, the you know the negative stuff they're talking about them, mm. you know. So it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and also they I think they talked to Leo Chanel uh, this week about uh, going against his former teammate and uh, Jonathan Taylor. He said we didn't really get to tackle him a lot in practice because he was so good that no one could really tackle him and bring him down. So this, <laughs> he had a shot this week. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I was like the Leo need to be in, and, you know. To make sure he stuffs it like he's used to. Okay, wait a minute. I know how this guy runs. I know what he's all about. So, perfect guy in there for for scouting report right there, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um. Okay. So we talked about the Indianapolis. Okay. So we're gonna get to the prediction. So the Chiefs are currently a six and a half point favorite on the road against the winless Indianapolis Colts, who are zero one and one on the season. Not not two losses. We got a tie in there, so it's not that bad. Um, but Mahomes also undefeated in domes. He's seven and zero going into uh, this game. Uh, his stats pretty wild. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say them real fast. Um, so seven and zero going into this eighth game. Um, he's got two thousand three hundred ninety five yards passing in domes. Twenty touchdowns to two interceptions in domes. Um, a sixty five percent completion percentage, and then. Uh, 29 carries for 198 yards in seven games in the Dome. So, I mean, Mahomes loves playing in the Dome. And I think going back to college, I think he was like uh, undefeated in Domes. I think he only played one game, but he had like 600 yards passing and six touchdowns in the Dome. So he, he loves playing in Domes. Um, Dude, listen, hold on. Patrick Mahomes loves playing anywhere. No matter if it's a Dome, on the moon, the, the, the Joker's going to do well wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and it kind of goes into like some of the things I've been talking about. It's like all this silliness going out here on Twitter about how good this man is and not giving him his due. So, look, we got the most elite quarterback in the NFL, all right? You can try to argue to all these other guys, but Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Yeah. Okay? There's not even a question about it. So, uh, everybody else can come on these little talk shows and say whatever they need to say and, you know, have their little sound bites and all, you know, art. Listen, forget that mess, man. We already know who PM15 is, okay? Mm We know what he can do. They've seen it for the past four years. Do what he can do. And so where Batman plays, he's going to do well. All right. So I have no doubt, not even a question. If it's a dome in the parking lot, if he's playing at the back of a pickup truck, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Joker's going to do well. So, yeah. yeah, I get it, though, with the dome thing. I got it. Hey, he ate. Hey. Keep the keep, keep the stats rolling. Keep them keep, keep them rolling. I, I think it's the fact that he's undefeated in the dome is just the, the crazy thing so far. You know, he doesn't play in domes every so often. So, well, actually, two two games a year with the SoFi and uh in the Allegiant uh, Allegiant Stadium now. Um, yeah, but right. so six and a half point favorite Indianapolis. What uh, is your prediction on that game and what's the score you got for that one? And, mm. and what are the and what are the keys to victory you think for us? Uh. So I'm, I'm going to start with the keys to victory is uh, without a doubt. Uh, you got to start Jonathan Taylor. You got, you got to stop him. I mean, that's what you have to do. And so once you, if you bottle him up, then it's going to be uh, an easier task to do. 
And then Matty Ice, you know, Matty Ice is out there, you know, of course, you know, he, he's not the Matty Ice of old, but he's still an effective quarterback. He's still a good quarterback. And, you know, he can still sling the ball with the best of them. And so that's another one. You just got to get some pressure on that guy, get him moving around a little bit, disrupt his time and as much as you can, you know, with the pass rush. Uh, and hopefully, you know, at, at a, you know, bog him down from throwing to some of those receivers, and Pittman and those guys out there, man. So they got some talented receivers out there too. That's the yeah. thing about it. So Indianapolis coast is not a slouch at, at, by no means. And then we talk about the defense. Defense is really good. And yeah. so they hadn't really showed it. <laughs> Same thing. And showed it. You ain't showed it against Jacksonville. And you think Jacksonville is supposed to be the pushover, right? Yeah. And so if you sit over there, man, you, <laughs> the Chiefs need to be licking their chops, you know, especially this week. Mm. So we're going to see. Let's not get overconfident, but just play our game. We play our game. Just go out there and, and just and just ball. Just ball out. You're going to be fine. So it's going to be a good challenge. It's, it's, uh, Indianapolis is, is a good place to go play. Uh, but I think right now, just kind of prediction of the game, uh, after the keys of victory, uh, I'm looking at hmm, – I'm going to go 35-21. Dang, okay. Mm-hmm. You guys covering the spread? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the two things I saw, so one, um, looking at the history of the Chiefs and Colts, just in general – uh, the Colts are uh, 17 and 10 against the Chiefs in his history, obviously, you know, and I saw someone on Twitter. I think it was, um, well, what's his name? Nick Aiton say history does matter, especially when it comes to the Colts. Uh, but also um, another thing I saw is people think that possibly, you know, we're looking ahead. We're maybe looking down on this opponent because we play the Bucks in Tampa Bay next week, a little Super Bowl rematch next, next week. Um, is that, I mean, is that something that is that a real thing? Do players? I mean, do 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 teams usually look? Do teams ever do that where they say, "Oh man, they're gonna be looking ahead and they're gonna not gonna prepare us as hard for this week"? I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a ridiculous thing. I hate when people say that they're looking ahead. They're gonna they're gonna not uh, focus this week. It's like, come on. No, you, you, look, man, the guys are professional, and and you have uh, the best coach in the NFL to make sure the guys are ready and up to the task. Mm. Make sure the guys are focused on what they need to do, and so. Uh, it's not about looking ahead. It's shoot, you're, you're only two games in, and so every, every look, every game is significant in the NFL, especially playing football. Mm. Shoot, and, and the thing is, if you're thinking about the, the team ahead, that's the team that gets you when you're thinking about these other games ahead of you. If you're doing that, mm. and so it don't really work out well when guys, you know, at least have that mentality, in it, and really, guys really don't, you know. So, uh, you just gotta, you just gotta think. Now, obviously, if it's late on in the season and you sit in guys and it's like, OK, you know, this this right here is we don't really need this victory or, you know, we don't need guys getting hurt for this because we are going to be in the playoffs and things that makes sense. But right now, regular season, hey, man, every single game is there for the progression to help you get better. Mm. And so especially last week against the Chargers. The offense didn't look as 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 good as they usually did, and so that was one of the things that you're saying. Okay, what did we do not correct in this game? This next game, let's make sure that we're getting we're following all cylinders, right? And so the same thing defensively. Defensively, they're going to be challenged with some wide receivers. They're going to be challenged with the running back. They're going to be challenged with a good good quarterback. And so this is a good test for them. It's a good Mm -hmm. test for them. It's not like NNS, like I said, they're not pushovers. There's nobody in the NFL that is a pushover. Yeah. Every Sunday, somebody could be somebody else. It's just how it works. You know, everybody gets paid, man. Everybody gets paid. 
So yeah. you got to be ready. And a team that's winless is usually uh, amongst the hungriest in the league, a team that's winless. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Especially them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, but all right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys on Sunday after the Colts and Chiefs game. And can't wait to see you then. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.